Hello, you're listening to the Talk of Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo! And today's episode is a review on Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Or from the TalkSpirit.com website, you can go there for our anime new and old, great community in the form of links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all the good stuff, and a podcast series button at the top where you can find all of our Mobile Suit Gundam series reviews because, thankfully, again, we get a, uh, copies from Right Stuff and Sunrise to review for you all, and that was where this copy came from. So we thank them for sending us a copy so we can check it out and let you guys know about it because it's been a, a fun little trip down Mobile Suit Gundam lines because, like we mentioned before, dabbled in here and there but never really watched all of them so we are watching all of them and we're now at mobile fighter g gundam probably the most uh i want to say it's the most uh kind of controversial or splitting of the fandom overall because it it's, has a thing of it where you're either gonna love it or you're going to hate it kind of thing uh so i We'll get into exactly where we kind of sit with it, but yes, it is. it kind of deviates from the typical Gundam, so we'll get into that eventually. Uh, it was eventually premiered back in spring of t- 1994. It ran for 49 episodes, and we, of course, again, got a Blu-ray copy of it, part one and two from Right Stuff and uh, Sunrise. They also sell it on DVD and in an ultra edition, so if you're that side that's like really loves it, there's an ultra edition out there that you can pick up that is... Uh, insane, and I would love to get it, but uh, we will we will wait to, to to think on that one. But yes, this one again done by Studio Sunrise, of course, because it is Gundam. Uh, the source is original, and the genres are sci-fi, adventure, space, comedy, sports, <laughs> drama, romance, martial arts, and mecha. <laughs> and we'll get into the reason why that all fits in there. Uh, the director for this one we don't was... have Magical Girl, and we don't have uh... yes, it should have been in there. <laughs> should have been in there. Uh, yes, uh, and 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 cars and racing, cars, I guess, because there was yeah. there was a steering wheel in one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the director was he had horse horse uh, riding. That yes, that yeah, should probably be in there. But that's probably why they have sports in there. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but yes, the director was Yasuhiro Snake Charming. Yasuhiro <laughs> Imagawa, who did Ara Battler Dunbine. So that's probably where you'll get a little bit of this flavor in here. Uh, the story is set in FC sixty where mankind inhabits space colonies that orbit around Earth. Uh, Pretty much every country seems to have created a space colony in space that orbit Earth. And in order to figure out who's going to be the dominant country over all of them, rather than war it out like usually Gundams have, where people are just fighting each other and and space colonies are being dropped left and right because they love dropping space colonies, instead they each send one person in a Gundam down to Earth and they compete in a tournament. So it, basically, Earth turns into one big old huge ring, which they fully 100% acknowledge because there's a actual <laughs> ring that goes around the Earth that is a that is a uh, like a wrestling ring and they fight it out. And whichever Gundam wins, that space colony becomes the dominant space colony overall. So that's the, the, that's the idea behind it. We follow uh, Damon Kashu who is, has a partner named Rain, and they basically, uh, he, he's with Neo Tokyo, and his whole purpose is to win it because he wants to, uh, for them to drop the charges on his father, take him out of uh, uh, cryostasis, and he also wants to find his brother to get revenge on him because there's this whole history of his brother that he believes killing his parents and driving this devil gundam that is insanely overpowering and um he fights all the other competition people and eventually go to the major tournament that's that's the that's the setup for fighter g gundam so like i mentioned before 
it is it's completely different than most of your mobile suit gundams most of mobile suit gundams it's there's typically i mean they kind of change a little bit with like wing and whatnot but there's typically one gundam and that might be upgraded over time in that particular series but there usually is just one gundam present and they are usually fighting against federations or or dog fights in 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 forests or something like that it's always some large nations fighting each other either earth fighting the people in space or people in space fighting the people on earth and it's very politically driven and it's very mil- militaristic that's your typical gundam with mobile fighter g gundam you can see this is a good thing or a bad thing that's pretty much all out <laughs> you do have the fact that all these nations are fighting against each other in this tournament but it's very goofy it's very it's never taken itself seriously it is all about like every episode opens up with this narration guy saying this person's gonna fight this person in this episode and ready go and then it pops the episode and they'll have a fight they'll have a little story beforehand to tell about the fire he's fighting they'll fight it out and then they move on and that's really like the entirety of the series there's just kind of these little bouts that are happening in each location telling a little story about who he's fighting against and they move on to eventually one big huge tournament that uh, kind of centers around everything and yeah love it or hate it that's what it is and you have people that are fighting Gundams with their bare fists you have uh, people's faces being super composed on Gundam's faces and just kicking like Guile's type sonic booms through the air it's just outrageous through and through, and that's love it or hate it. That's what G Fighter Gundam is. <laughs> so, what, what's your what's your take on this? What what side do you fall on, Chris? <laughs> I I love this show only on its pure cheesiness. This is absolutely the most bizarre of all the Gundams. It does not fit to, into the Gundam outside of the fact that they look like Gundams. It doesn't fit in Gundam in any way, shape, or form. It does not does not have the feel of Gundam. Does not have the uh, the kind of concepts of Gundam. I, it's just this bizarre artifact that I really, really love it for its existence. It is. It's so bizarre. <laughs> that was the. I guess the the thing that I get with this one is. I I fall on the spectrum that I, I love what it is, but I don't I, I wasn't really entertained the entire time, and that was my huge struggle that I had with it. Was that it's just it wasn't my I acknowledged its goofiness, but the goofiness never really grabbed me. And I think that's because it never really it, it has that struggle where it could go really goofy, but it tries too hard to still stay serious. And I think it's one of those things where it's like, you should have just gone all the way. You should have just... You really should have. I mean, and that's where I was enjoying it the most is when it was going all the way. The moment that he meets Master Asia and he does a little sideways tornado thing and the tornado has his face on the end of it. And then Domon Cashew punches it into the enemy. I was like, there, there, that's what I wanted. Just go all the way and be stupid. The moment the horse shows up and jumps into a horse Gundam and... It puts it well, does the whole and, 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 it does the whole fair, suit they thing. Did, they did that before with the snake, but you didn't see the snake actually getting into the snake Gundam. 
Yeah, I never caught that. Because the the snake was technically uh, in one of the... He separated into Gundam and the snake. And obviously, the, we thought that the snake was being controlled by him. But in actuality, he was probably doing the same thing as the horse. It, there was just so much goofiness in this. I absolutely... I, I, I want to... The thing that probably kicked it off absolutely the most for me was when they actually we were making jokes about the fact that there was a lot of Gundam thing or I'm sorry, Dragon Ball Z in in this. But until they actually turned Super Saiyan, there was no, okay this is just too much. (laughs) Yeah. No, what I was going to say is the it you have this whole moment where whenever they get in these actual uh, Gundams, the this whole like weird bubble thing comes down on them. It's a circle and it comes down on them and it has this liquid or something like a rubber and it just like goes down there and enti- it goes, was going up or down? It goes, it down. goes over their entire body yeah. and it, like, it's like uh, very latex and it's like, it's applying the latex directly onto the skin and it looks painful as all get. They even had a kid that goes in it once and it was like, holy crap, that's not good. <laughs> And then the moment I see a horse jump into this, and then it comes down the horse, and the horse is freaking out, and then suddenly I realize this horse is going to stand inside the... Because they don't have a cockpit. They're not sitting in a seat. They don't have controls. They're standing on a platform within the Gundam, and it's mo- it's it's basically like a motion capture shoot that they're getting placed onto them, and so it knows their motions, and they fight that way. And it also has this aspect that whenever they get hurt, it seems like they actually internalize it. So if their if their arm gets attacked, it's kind of like a an Evangelion thing where the the suit gets attacked, the actual pilot gets hurt too. So to have this horse jump in there, it's standing in there and it's somehow trotting along through thin air. It's like, what are we doing? What is this? Okay. You got me. This is great. Watching Alan B. Best Girl, by the way. I love that character. It's She's going to be up there in my list of favorite characters in Gundam. She jumps in there and she's suddenly doing Sailor Moon type stuff. And she's it's literally a Gundam that's very feminine that is doing like moon Magical attacks. Yeah, I mean, it was like, OK, this is what I want. This is where you're going full crazy. And I love it. But like again, going back my struggle for the series as a whole was whenever it was kind of trying to have that be present, but still trying to be super serious. And so it was like a, do you want me to take this situation serious? You start getting into Argo and Andrew and how they have this whole, he wants to kill Argo because he blames him for what happened to his wife. And it's like, okay, this is really serious. And then suddenly, I don't know we're jumping in the Gundams and we're being goofy again. So it's, it was that, it was that kind of balancing that I don't think it really kind of pulled off. But whenever it got super silly, I, think, I was enjoying it. I was entertained because I'm just going, did you really just do that? <laughs> I think the DG cells was really kind of my more my hiccup. And that, that's more along the lines of it. It seemed like they really, really wanted to make the DG cells something darker than it actually was. And that that would be kind of my balancing point where it was like, OK, you you want me to think that these DG cells are something that's really serious, but every time that you try and do that, you're off balancing it too much with the kind Master of Master Asia flying yeah, through the air as a tornado. <laughs> exactly. It, it, it's it, it wasn't. That's where it wasn't working for me. It was like, okay, this. It, I mean, if you took this that entire concept and put it in any other show, technically that was a really really dark aspect of the show. I didn't really see it as dark because it wasn't 
counter it was too offset by the goofy antics it was it was technically one of those moments where you see like a funny video and somebody like falls off something and then you're like ha and then all of a sudden you realize wow that dude's bleeding on his head now i feel like a jerk for laughing at this video mm-hmm. why is everybody else laughing at this video because yeah i agree that the dg cell thing was actually really really gruesome because you had people popping out of the cockpits of these uh, th- these suits and they're technically dead they're they're zombies technically and then you move into okay now am i supposed to laugh at the zombie gundams that are walking around or am i supposed to be upset at what's happening on the screen so it it never really got its tone right in that regard so that was that was again my huge hang-up but i'm not gonna press on it too much i did enjoy a lot of the characters i I think like i said before i think alan b was uh, an absolute treat i really enjoyed her character i loved rain Daman Kashu, I think they did really well with him, uh, despite my what I thought he was going to end up being at the very beginning. I thought it was going to be very... Uh, he was dense at the very beginning. was a jerk. But they did more with him than I thought they would end up doing with him. Uh, his character and his relationship with other characters kind of grew a lot better than I actually thought it was. Sai Sai Shi, I loved his his character. I loved his little crush that he ran into. Um, that, I think that's probably my, my stick for the characters. I think a lot of the other side characters I don't really connect much with georgie didn't really connect with andrew he's probably one of the more serious stories but i didn't really connect to him i enjoyed argo and and natasha who was pretty much his warden for because he was a prisoner <laughs> he was a prisoner um enjoyed their relationship was really cool um i think the biggest struggle also i had was that master asia was like this really predominant point of the story and they try to do something with him at the very end, but they, he didn't really he didn't, didn't really connect that with me much. They did not pull off the end of his his story. It, that one I think was really a big letdown. I know what they did. I really really like the concept. Of what what he was when they when they finally revealed it. It was it's one, one of those, it is one of those ones where it's like, why did it take you that many episodes yeah, to really get to it? <laughs> it? It was it was such a a letdown, and yet at the same time, it was a cool little tidbit to make him make sense, but it just was such a horrible ex, uh, what is the best way to put it? It was anticlimactic. Yeah. And yet it was a good, it was a good answer to what he was doing. It just was an anticlimactic re- reveal. Um, I really, really did not like silver mask guy. I think that they absolutely <laughs> destroyed. Char. I, the, yeah, the Shar wannabe Char. was horrible. I cannot believe they did what they did with him. That was stupid. It, it this show did technically have that that syndrome that I have an issue with. I mean, it, it's a JRPG issue as well. It's it's that whole kind of element of you, you're getting through the whole story and then you get to like the 45th or something episode of the series and you're like, and I'm I'm totally just throwing that number out there. Like the very b- ending part where there's like only a few episodes left and then it, it's like it's ending and you're like, okay, that's not the last boss because you technically still have like four episodes left. And it did have one of those cases of like, well, here's the actual bad guy. You're like, I don't care. <laughs> you can't just come <laughs> around the end and say you're the bad guy. Were you just trying to add a couple more episodes so you can? Re- you're like, crap. We're not gonna reach fifty. Let's just make that guy a bad guy, or make, <laughs> or just just spawn some person out of nowhere, or uh, break the devil Gundam back again. I don't know. Uh, that dead <laughs> horse. Poor dead thing. <laughs> But no, I, I think my my other big surprise was definitely Schwartz. I think Schwartz was a a huge surprise. I I think he was probably the most. Yeah, you kind of knew what, who he was going to be, but they end up kind of surprising you with kind of some some tricks here, left and right, that kind of caught you off guard. Which I thought it was really really cool. And I think him 
him and Damon was probably one of the more uh, pinnacle points of the story as well. So there's definitely some gems in there. I think Schwarz was such a a phenomenal... I I agree. I think that he was such a phenomenal kind of twist to Damon's story. I even even it, with the cheesy okay yeah everybody knew who he was towards the very beginning <laughs> I get that but it his voice does... sounds familiar <laughs> it's like really we're gonna say that this early in the show it, it, it's it's one of those things that I really really loved the way that they kind of twisted his story into an explanation that was actually pretty well done I. I, as as much as we're 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 joke, joking about how cheesy this entire thing was, there was some really interesting little tidbits there, and Schwartz was one of those that he just really did. All said and done, he kind of pulled a really interesting tidbit out of Domon's story. Okay, now I got to throw a warning out here because uh, I always like to make sure that people have warnings out here. Yes, we talked about people being coming zombies. There is this element of people dying, so keep that in mind. There is some violence in there. Never, never, never really kind of direct violence. You're not seeing somebody get de- decapitated or something like that. It's just kind of the aftermath kind of stuff. Uh, but I also my other part of the warnings that I always get into is you know etchy and nudity. Uh, we did get one panty shot, so keep that in mind <laughs> over the entire series. Yes, we did get one, and you need to be aware of that so you can cover your children's eyes when that happens. It happens really quickly. We we were shocked by it. We went, whoa, 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 what just happened? Kind of moments. Um, hats off to Sai Sai Shi for pulling it off. That's why he is best boy he is of the, the show. Hero. He is the hero of the show. <laughs> he is the hero we, we didn't know that we needed, but he's the hero that we all need. So uh, keep that in mind. I do want to mention, what was your what was the most outrageous and fun Gundam that you've seen in the entire show? Because this, this show literally has like a hundred different Gundams. And at some point I was like, man, this is getting kind of racist. <laughs> because it's like like the most stereotypes you could possibly... Because it's all these nations that are fighting Holland each other. always has uh, uh, windmills, obviously. <laughs> so it's going to be a windmill Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> the Greek have the the Zeus Gundam, or is it the Roman had the Zeus Gun- Gundam? It, it, America, it, of course, has to shoot off a gigantic cannon from a Statue of Liberty cannon. Of course, <laughs> it's there's so many stereotypes in it. It's just that was again one of those parts where it just got the, so goofy, and I was loving it. The Canadians have a a, a lumberjack. Yeah, lumberjack. <laughs> it's gotta be a, and the guy is a lumberjack, so it has to be. Uh, yeah, we had a Viking ship riding Gundam. You had uh, a a, char- a chariot riding oh, Gundam. The, the, was it was it the, the Indians had the 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 snake charmer guy? Probably somewhere it, one of those Middle Eastern <laughs> countries somewhere around there has got to have the snake charmer guy. That's a gigantic. Snake. And he was the absolute stereotype of it. The <laughs> the guy with the turban and he had the little little flute. <laughs> That again Jeez. was was one of those moments where I'm just like, you guys are nuts, and I'm and I'm eating it up. <laughs> so don't think I'm uh, bothered by it. It yeah, it was um, a clown Gundam we had in there at some point. It was it was outrageous, like through and through. I think I think yeah, I think the the windmill Gundam was Napoleon probably the most, for France. Uh, just crazy. <laughs> but no, I think my top favorite of the entire show was definitely Alan B's one. Just the just the. Alan B was Sailor, actually the the Sailor yeah. Moon basically Gundam was probably my favorite. I I liked the whole Berserk thing. It was technically the Psycho Gundam thing kind of reimagined, but and I totally was like, oh no, that's our Lala, isn't it? 
It's going to be our Lala, isn't it? I don't like this. No, she would be uh, Plue, wouldn't she? Well, they all kind of had the same thing they were doing. They were trying to force it into them and screw them up. I don't up. think Lala was a, was a new type. Or, I'm she sorry, was. she was a new type, but she wasn't the, uh, the artificial new type. Right, right, right. But yes. Add my fears. And I like that Rain got in there. Uh, Rain got in there one time, like, oh, okay, cool, some fan service again, <laughs> and she's kicking butt. So, yeah, I think I think I, I enjoyed all of the the weird, crazy... And at some point, it just seemed like they were just throwing it at us. And <laughs> just, it's like somebody was just sitting there kind of just drawing them and throwing them at the... Here's another one. 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 <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, here's... We gotta, we're gonna get it. Got Each animal... Gundam. I, I think there was an elephant Gundam in there somewhere. We have to get every single type of animal in there. It was just a, a, a hodgepodge of, of whatever they can throw up, I guess. So it was a lot of fun in that regard. I want to make sure that I kind of pointed that out. Um, yeah. And like I said, I, the, I think my... I think my funny... The funniest moment in the entire show had to be the... Uh, he was the butler for who was it, Georgie? Where he was riding around in a like this really beat Old up mobile one, suit, yeah. and literally he's in there with a steering wheel. I'm like, of course the butler has to have a steering wheel because you know butlers drive people around all the time. Of course his Gundam's gonna. And I'm like, how do you exactly control all of the integral? Pa- he's not in a suit like everybody else. He's literally in a a pilot seat. With a steering wheel, because he's because he's a a, a butler. Butlers can do anything. He can they're, do they're yeah. There awesome. you go. He can do anything. And I, like I said, the the horse pile in the gun was was the other real huge funny part of it. So, did anybody yeah. ever ask Alfred how he was able to always be there when Batman needed him? No, because butlers know everything. He's he is Batman. No, he's not. Yes, he no. is. No. No, you, you just make no. you, it makes you He's think Alfred. that it's him. He's no. just whenever he goes to the suit, Alfred jumps in there instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's kind of a little skinny. I sometimes. do know that he does occasionally become Batman. He has done that before. He's got to step in every now and then. He's got to step in every now and then. Anyways, getting sidetracked from Gundam. <laughs> this I think is, that's everything I really want to cover on it, though. So it is a it, it, it's a weird artifact that I think that everybody should watch at least once. If you if, at least if you are Gundam person i think that this one is kind of quintessential mostly on the aspect of it is such an interesting artifact if you are if you are refusing to watch this because everybody has bashed it i would i would counter that as because of its it, it's just the it's, fact a, it's an oddity it is it's an it, oddity it's something that i think that you should watch just for the general knowledge of it not necessarily because it, it's going to be hit or miss on whether or not you're going to like it. But knowing what it is and why it is what it is and why people hate it or love it, I think that that's an interesting thing to consider. When you see people saying that they love it, they usually stick that gif in there where it has Dumon punching Master Asia as a tornado at another Gundam. So mm-hmm. you know why they love it. <laughs> see, that's that's pretty much where I stand, though. Is it's just it's I. I loved it when it was in its absurdity. Um, didn't so much when it tried to get serious, but I did love a lot of the characters, and I loved when they actually did dig into their characters and have relationships build and struggles that they had. So, yeah, that's um, that's 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 our take on Mobile Fighter G Gundam. I I, I agree with Chris. Just watch it as an oddity. 
just have fun with it. Don't take it seriously, and you know, I think you'll really enjoy it. And I knew that coming into it. I was like, I, I heard some people say that that was the, the case of it. You just go into it knowing it's just going to be absurd. And um, that's where the kind of the I didn't know anything it. about it. I just I got a kick out of how goofy it was. So, yep. That's uh, Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Again, we thank Right Stuff and Sunrise for sending us a copy of it on Blu-ray, Part 1 and 2. It did look very well, good on uh, Blu-ray as well, just to get that out there. Um, and that's some really interesting music. And of course, like most Gundam, it, it kind of replaces a lot of the tracks over and over again. But there's some kind of really uh, eerie songs they had in there. Interesting music selections that I kind of... I haven't really heard that that style of music since like maybe like JRPGs in the PS1 era, which I guess that's where it's kind of technically in its year-wise. So I guess that kind of makes sense. But it kind of had a little nostalgia hit me with that. So, but yes, we're from the Talkspur.com website. You can go there for the anime, new and old, great community in the form links at the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. And again, a podcast series button at the top there where you can find all of our Gundam reviews. And again, we thank Sunrise and Right Stuff for sending us all those Gundams to review for you guys. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to all these. I think we have about two more full series left, and then we'll finally be done with Gundam until we do like our big podcast where we talk about our favorites. So, <laughs> again, we're at talkaspear.com. We thank you all for listening, and y'all take care. Oh, Todo